Welcome to the Talk of Sykeston. I'm Glenn Cantrell, and today we're going to talk with a familiar voice on the show. We uh, probably talk to her a couple of times a year, and that is Mary Ann Moyers with Spread Hope Now. Uh, hi, Mary. Hey, good morning. Great or afternoon. Or afternoon, whenever anyone's listening. Uh, right. It's always great to have you on the show and uh, talk about some you know different things that's uh, that's going on. And, and and the reason why we wanted to have you on the show was because it's October and Christmas is just around the corner. And I know one of the big events that you all do, ministries that you do, is Radical Christmas. And we really wanted to talk about that and the Warming Center and other things. So, um, But as always, you know, there are first-time listeners who may not know about Spread Hope Now, so let's just, as always, talk about that. Talk about what is Spread Hope Now. Okay. Um, Spread Hope Now is a local 501c3 nonprofit. Uh, We actually are are faith-based. And so we're just a group of people from all different denominations and across our community who want to help people who are in crisis. So we do crisis support. Um, we help people with household items if they have a fire or um, some other kind of domestic abuse situation, and they're starting over. So we do that. We also provide um, hygiene items to 100 struggling families every month and try to help them get to agencies where they can have some long-term stability. You know, and, and we sometimes we focus on different people groups because of their needs, uh, whether it be the homeless, um, you know, that sort of thing. But um, I, I think it's really great that you're kind of this support for people that are going through all different types of things, whether it is homelessness or, you know, burned out from the house fire or having to start over because of domestic abuse. I mean, there's this resource that people have they can go to uh, that can help them in a lot of different ways. Right, and, and I think what we try to do is things that no one else is doing. And so there are so many, as I've said before, so many great agencies who who um, provide things, in, you know, in a very great way. And so what we try to do is fill in those holes, and so and do things that no one else is doing. And um, if someone else is doing it, then we want to send someone on to that place. And so that you know, they're very well supported in all areas. Which brings up another good point too is the fact that. You know, you're you're bringing resources together, um, knowing what this agency does or this ministry does or whatever, and able to help people kind of see the big picture, not just that immediate need that you help them with. Definitely, um, and we do that a lot through um, our website, but also through our Facebook page. If we hear of jobs, or we if we hear um, where SEMO Food Bank is, or a mobile food pantry, um, we want to get that information out to people who follow our page. So that, you know, whatever they're in need of, whether they're looking for that job or, or um, just some other kind of support, then they can find that. Now, we are going to talk about a couple different ministries today, but I want to start with Radical Christmas because, again, it, it's, uh, I, I guess, one of, if not the biggest ministry event that you all do every year. Um, a lot of people are involved and lots of people um, are touched through this particular um, ministry that you do. So let's talk about Radical Christmas. What year is this now for you guys? You know, I knew you were going to ask you that. I'm <laughs> thinking it's probably it's probably year um, eight or nine that I've been personally been involved. Um, Spread Hope now really started uh, officially about five years ago, and we've taken that on, um, you know, since the beginning. So. And it started with this idea that some people had, you and others, uh, that started with one particular church in town, but then it just kind of grew, and and now all different types of churches and groups and organizations are involved with this. 
Right, they they sure are, and and some businesses we have a bunco group that's involved, um, and they volunteer and help as well. So really anybody, there's no limit to who can get involved. Even if you know just your family one that wants to do something, you can do that as well. You can connect and help out. So w- this year, what's a radical Christmas look like? Because I I'm asking that because of the year this is and what we're in the midst of which is the you know covid um what is radical christmas going to look like this year well as everyone else has we've had to make some adjustments this year and and um you know it's been it's been good in many ways we've had to really look for ways to make different connections and um some of the things some of the elements will stay the same we are still going to be giving out boxes of food and uh, gift bags to senior citizens. We've expanded that to 200 um, households. And um, some of these seniors, that's the only extra food help they will get over the holidays. They are homebound, so they can't go to the mobile food pantries. And um, it also may be the only gift or the only visit that they get over the holiday season. So as always, we're very excited about that. Um, the other piece of it is that the, we have been, as I said, ministering to 100 uh, families who've been pre-qualified. Their children will again get pajamas and um, underwear, a package of underwear and a package of socks, and that's always a big help when we can get help with those items um, so that the kids will get to choose those. And then this year we're going to have also a uh, kind of a festival of sorts, and so that will be outside, and children will get to get their pictures made with Santa. So that's exciting. Yeah, absolutely. Now, did I hear you correctly? You're 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 adding more people this year. We are. We're adding more seniors, and then um, this ministry of 100 families was something that started last year, and has just been so successful that it's ongoing. So. These 100 families will again have the opportunity to get an, uh, hygiene items, cleaning products, and paper products for um, once a month for the entire year of 2021. And it's been such a help to those families to, um, you know, to have a little extra in their budget, maybe to buy more food or gas for their car or whatever else they need that stretches their budget a little bit. And many of the items they would just do without. So we give out things like um, new toothbrushes and toothpaste and toilet paper and paper towels and things that many of us don't think about, you know, having an abundance of. Yeah, we take for granted. Uh, honestly, I mean, we take you know, what's the big deal? It's toothpaste. It's it's a toothbrush. It's it's right. you know, toilet paper, whatever. And for a lot of people, it's just it is it's no big deal. But there are families out there who are struggling to make ends meet, and any little help like even this uh, that can help their budget stretch every month has got to be a good thing for them. It definitely is, and especially again with um, the virus that we've been dealing with, we've been able to give out. Um, hand sanitizer every month and uh, hand soap and cleaning supplies to help keep their family healthy. And so we feel like that's um, that's been a particular interest this year and, and been very helpful. And also I think, too, um, when we talk about seniors and because of what we're in, those who are mo- most susceptible to um, the coronavirus are those who are elderly who already can't get out and and really don't need to be around a lot of people. Um, But this is a great way to still reach out to them in this ministry and still be that kind of uplifting voice of hope for them. Oh, it definitely will. And um, to be safe, all of our volunteers, when they deliver the senior gift bags and food, they'll um, be using precautions, safety precautions, and distancing and wearing a mask. 
And then also we'll be leaving each family with something meaningful um, for request cards, and we'll be sending out cards to them throughout the year. So they know it's just not a one-time thing. We hope to keep that connection. And I think that makes a difference, too, Marianne. When we think about ministry work, so oftentimes we do things and then we just walk away. You know, um, sometimes it's a local mission. Sometimes it's when we go far away on a, on a mission trip and um, we just do our do our thing, so to speak, and then we leave. Um, but this is a great way to kind of continue to speak to them, continue to um, reach out to them in some way and, and uh, you know, like the name says, spread that hope. Right, it is, and um, when we sent out the applications for this year, we sent them out um, a few weeks ago, and we, one of the questions that we asked was, um, has this program of hygiene items and cleaning products, et cetera, been helpful to you um, this year, and what has changed in your situation? And so we've been able not only to meet with these families every month, but to see them um, you know, have success stories and help them a little more if they were having a hard month. Um, and to just pray with them and kind of rejoice with them. And, and it feels like a big family reunion when they come to the, to the building and drive through. Um, we know their kids' names, and um, it, it really is nice to know that, that we keep that relationship going. Because at the end of the day, that's what it's all about. It's about building a relationship. It really is. Yeah, it really is. So um, can you talk a little bit about, and I can't imagine what your conversations have been like because of COVID, because of everything, and trying to map out how to do everything and, and follow guidelines and that sort of thing. I, I, I can only assume a lot of conversation took place about that. There was a lot of conversation and a lot of prayer. Um, our board, we have a board of 15 really visionary people um, who don't step back from ministry at all. And I, and I think our concern was, while we wanted to make sure that we followed safety precautions and not make anyone sick, we felt like the church as a whole shouldn't shrink back from anything. Um, when these hard times come, that, that's where people are going to look, is for, you know, for faith and for people of faith. So it was very exciting. It was a little overwhelming at first to think, how do we change everything at once? But that's something not unique to us. Everyone was doing that. And um, But it was also exciting to sit in a room and come up with new creative ideas that we've never had to think of before and then just see God come through and provide things that um, that we weren't expecting. Yeah, I've, I've said that in a few meetings with other people and other things about, you know, 2020, if anything, has taught us that we can be more creative in how we do things, whether it be church, other ministry things, or just, you know, whatever group or organization we belong to. Right, exactly. And I think um, God came through in such a big way for us um, in 2019, and, and I, I've told this story before, but we, you know, in a board meeting, we were thinking, how can we best help families? Um, and this was October of 2019. How can we help families next year? And when we kind of dreamed the idea of the hygiene items and cleaning items, we had no idea, you know, if, if no one did, that the virus was going to happen. And so, um you know, when we receive donations and, and churches start saying, well, I'll do toothbrushes or I'll give tissue, you know, Kleenex or toilet tissue, we already were, had collected those things going into January 2020. So when the virus hit, we were well stocked. And it, it was so amazing to see that God provided for the need 
before we knew about it. Today we're talking with Marianne Moyers with Spread Hope Now, and we're talking Radical Christmas. And, um, you know, at the break, uh, Marianne, we were talking about how God, you know, provides for those needs uh, when, when we're doing work or, or even just life in general. And definitely he's done that for you all. And, and one way that he does that is by inspiring others to be a part of these great events. And, and that's what makes them so great, really, is, is all of the people in this community that come together um, to help make those events successful. It, you know, it really is. Um, it's exciting to see who God brings through the doors. And I think right now we're all looking for opportunities to kind of live outside ourselves and make life better for someone else. And um, it really takes your mind off our own fears and our own troubles. So what are some things, I mean, there's churches obviously involved and other groups and organizations. What are things that people can actually do to help with Radical Christmas? Um, We will have lots of opportunities. Um, A few donation items that we will be needing are children's packages of underwear uh, for boys and girls, and as well as pajamas in any size, children's sizes. Um, And we'll be collecting those up until the first week of December. Those can be dropped off at our building on Wednesday mornings from 9 to noon or Saturdays. Um, and then as we get closer, we'll be putting on, a webs- on a, our website a, a link to how you can volunteer. And one of our very favorite uh, volunteer times of the year is when people can come and deliver these senior bags and, and food, and that will be on December 12th. So how many people, I mean, just off the top of your head, I don't know if you know this number or not, but how many people does all of that take? Um. It prob- I would say it would take between two and three hundred probably. By the time you you know you have people who unload the trucks and assemble the bags, and um, then we have a team on December the ninth who will set up and be personal shoppers to children and their families as they come in to get a meal, um, and to, at First Assembly of God Church and and to pick out their pajamas and things. So it takes a really big team, but it's the I think it's the most team building thing that we do and probably um, makes our Christmas so much more meaningful every year. Absolutely. Because you, you, again, it's literally so many people in the community that are coming together to make this this, this happen. Right. And what an encouragement that is to, to be a part of the church, but also part of the community, and to see all of that, all, all those different people from different places within the community coming together to help out others in the community. It really is, and also, you know, I think, as you were saying, it's a continuation throughout the year, and so now, you know, as churches have signed on to help purchase an item and bring in a 100, whether it's boxes of Kleenex or toothbrushes or whatever, um, it makes you realize that there's a need all the time. It's not just at Christmas. This is something that people struggle with all the time, and we have different groups that come in and pack those bags for us every month and help us distribute those. And so it's an ongoing ministry. Yeah, and it's a great point, too. And I used to work for a company, and, and we did a food drive in January. Mm-hmm. And, and our thing was hunger doesn't end after at, at Christmas. It, it, you know, it's not like December is the only time those things are going on. It's, it's happening all the time. Right. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. you, um, again, there's so many ministries that you, you all do, and I, I want to switch a little bit because um, – 
the, the you know the weather's changing and it's getting cooler and pretty soon it's going to be cold and one of the ministries that began I think about two years ago and correct me if I'm wrong two or three years ago um, was um, this warming center um, at Spread Hope now uh, talk about that a little bit that's a ministry that's also grown over the past couple of years it has and at that point um, there were five men uh, two years ago who approached Spread Hope now about partnering with us and using the building um, to house a warming center for for homeless people. And um, we always try to be open to whatever God might bring our way. And at that point, we were definitely not prepared. Our building wasn't um, prepared for that. We didn't have a kitchen or a a really good bathroom or a shower at all. And so um, these five men just kind of went out on faith and said, we're going to do this, and we joined with them. And it has taken off. We've had donations to build a kitchen, and we've put in a new shower facility and um, a laundry room so that guests can come in when it's 35 degrees or below, and they can find a listening ear and two hot meals and a lunch the next day and a warm place to sleep. And before we continue, I feel like I need to say this because all of a sudden this noise just started happening in our studio. And for those of you who don't know, we do record these interviews and they're playback on the weekend. And it just started raining really heavy. And so I know it sounds like static uh, going on, but it's just rain. Uh, it's incredible, uh, the rain that just came. But at any rate, um, I think one of the things that um, is so um, neat, um, Marianne, is people when we think of homelessness we think of the big cities we think of you know high population areas but there are people in our little community um that have no place to go and and the fact that they have some place when the temperature is very cold where they can get a hot meal um it 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 really people have no idea what that means to that person that has no place to go oh exactly and just to have someone sit, one of my husband's and my favorite thing to do is just to go sit and listen and just be present for someone and hear their story. And um, it's always surprising how they, you know, how they ended up in that situation. It's, um, it's, it's, it can be common. And, and especially right now, someone can lose their job and just get a couple months behind and find themselves or their family on the street. And fortunately, um, we're connected to the House of Refuge and DAOC and Blue Hill Counseling and all these area organizations that will help the homeless to get back on their feet and get into housing and get the things that they need. And then we can provide the household essentials. And so we have lots of success stories with people being able to climb out of their situation. I don't care, you know, where you are in life as far as you know uh, how much money you have how many how many uh, you know how big your house is or whatever everyone and i mean everyone is one decision or one life event away from being homeless i, I mean things can be taken away uh, at the drop of a hat and the fact that this exists for people who find themselves in a place i mean nobody grows up thinking gosh i i, I hope i'm homeless one day no one thinks that. And so to have an organization that helps them in some way, shape, or form is encouraging to them. And the thing is, though, that people can also volunteer with that and be that encouragement for those people. Right. And I think the biggest eye-opener to to us as a board is that um, almost all of us can say, and my brother says this often, if I had... Um, a huge problem or a huge crisis, I, I have 10 family members and maybe 10, a dozen friends that would, would help me. 
um, to get, you know, to get to a safe place. But there are people who are alone. They're completely alone, whether they aged out of the foster care system or their family has abandoned them or sometimes even through poor decisions. And so they don't have that safety net to allow them to, to get back on their feet. And so we want to, the church should be that for people. Yeah, people don't understand that there are others out there who may have been an only child. Mm-hmm. Um, their parents might have been only. I mean, it happens. Where they're the oldest and they're the last left. Uh, you just, it's it's amazing. We don't, we can, we can't wrap our minds around that sometimes because we have the family, we have the large friend support, but there are many out there who just don't have that. Right. So. Right. And I- being on the street, I think they don't have that sense of safety ever. So being able to provide a place for them to sleep and at least feel safe at night is a huge blessing. So, Marion, let's talk about how people can help either with Radical Christmas, with the Warming Center, or with anything going on with Spread Hope Now. How can someone volunteer? Well, go to our Facebook page, first of all. If you are on Facebook, um, uh, to go to Spread Hope Now, and you can see some of the opportunities that we have. But um, you can also go to our website at spreadhopenow.org, and it has our phone number and our address. And um, we have a page called Love Your Neighbor, and you can click on that and see every opportunity that we have, whether it's Radical Christmas or um, the Mission 100 bags or the senior bags, anything that's going on in the community that we um, you know, just see as a great project, then you can email us and sign up for it. And it can be a small project or it can be an ongoing one. And never feel like that you have an idea that's not good enough. There's, there's, these all started from one person having an idea. Share the idea. I, I can't stress that enough with people. Don't go to your grave with a great idea and not sharing it with anyone. Right, and we love those ideas, and we know that we, you know, while we're spread out and we have a lot of eyes in the community, there's things that we don't see, and so um, if there's a need, we want to know about it, and we, we want to send volunteers and resources to help. All right, Marianne, thank you so much. Marianne Moyers with Spread Hope Now. We'll see you next weekend on the Talk of Sykeston.